Hi, I'm Trinity Wheeler. And I'm Alan Shaw. And this is Rhapsody Radio. We are back, everyone. Uh, and I have Mary Beth with me now. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, did you miss me? I did miss you, but I will say that it was very fun just me and Kate just running around on the playground having a blast here. Yeah, y'all uh, had a good time. Yeah, I just felt like the, I felt sort of like the parents were away. Uh, that's what it felt like. I think that's always how we feel when Trinity's away. I know. <laughs> we were just saying We've we have like... We've been left unsupervised. I know. Well, it's Who so funny though because he gave us these... We, we have like outlines for the show and on like the whole outline of the, the titles and all that stuff, he put producer Trinity Wheeler and I was like, of course he did. Yeah. He's not even here. He's not even doing any work. I know. We He's should like, change it to ringleader. Yes, ringleader. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cat herder. Yes. Zookeeper. Cat, cat herder. Is that what you just yes. said? That's great. <laughs> okay, um, today I am actually very excited because I have two of my favorite people, and I can say that um, that it's that's the reality. The two of my favorite people in the world are here, Jeffrey and Alice Fisher. How are you guys? Good. Yeah? Very good. Yeah. Good? Nice. Jeffrey, how are you? Yeah, real good. Thank you. Yeah, we were just talking prior to you starting that you have a really great radio voice. Yeah. Either that or sex phone operator or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's good I, to know you have options. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I would rather go the sense phone operator. <laughs> <laughs> well, huh? Well, uh, that's that why we're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeffrey, you and I met how long ago? It was uh, three years ago now? Yeah, I think so. Around three years yeah. ago. He uh, came into Rhapsody, um, and I won't ever forget this because he was working current at that time, and I think he still maybe does, with Mesa Hanawi uh, for physical therapy. And he came into the gym, and I remember the very first time that we met because it was a a personal training session you and I did with Mesa and it was us three. Um, and you came in and I think we did like, I think we did ring rows and I think we did something yes. on the wall to where I had you do like some sort of plank or almost like a wall walk or something. And you looked at me and you would like, your face was like, a kid, but at the same time, you're like, what are the hell, what the hell are you trying to get me to do right now? I still look at you that way. I know, most people do. Most yeah. people do. I think everybody you in my life do. You want me to do what? <laughs> does that. Does yeah. that. And then that's where, that's where it took off, our friendship just. Yeah, really. Um, it took off when, um, from there, you know? Yeah. And, um, um, you know, I, um, I want to say that I will Stop at 75 when um, I come to Rhapsody. But I don't know. I, what? I think yeah. I, I'll go take Wait, how old are you right now? Um, 44. <laughs> <laughs> no. I would say 44 from the waist down. <laughs> no, no. Uh, 71. 71. Yes. You're se- wait, so wait, wait, wait. I didn't know this. Yeah. You're 71 years old? Yeah. Wait, no, we had our your 70th. I remember this. Yeah. Okay, it's yep. all coming back to COVID has thrown me for a loop. What yeah. is time anymore? Yeah. Se- I remember your 70 your 70th birthday. Yeah. I remember that. You're 71. Yeah. Wow. So, that's, anyway, that's awesome. That's uh, goals right I, there. I thought I would go to 75. Mm-hmm. But I think now. Yeah. I'll, I'll go to 80. <laughs> Why are you and, putting time limits on it? Well, 
I don't know. You're still running circles around us. You and Alice. <laughs> no. So I know. No, that whole that whole like the breakdown. Power couple how dynamic. That happened. Yeah. Well, Alice, the first couple times, just ca- came and sat and watched you. Yeah. I she remember did. that. Yeah. Like Alice, our interactions at first, I had to like sort of course you into fitness the first couple times i'm like just come and try it you're gonna be okay i know you did i'm like yeah no i'm good i'll just watch (laughs) yeah that's exactly what happened but i remember there are like these specific moments in the last couple the last three years where like when you first learned how to climb a rope i think that unlocked a lot for you of just being like holy shit i can I didn't think that I could ever do this in my entire life and I'm doing it. And it's so cool to watch. Like even people that come into the gym and that know you haven't have known you and they see you like at the top of that 15 foot rope and you're just hanging out. <laughs> That's because I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get down. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh, how did they tell me to do that again? Oh, that's so funny. Just slide. Yeah. It's like a pole. Yeah. You're just a fireman. That's, right. that's amazing. Well, I especially love kind of this origin story, especially with with Alice, because Alice is now like this beacon of she beast mm-hmm. <laughs> among you know the the women in our community because you're just such a powerhouse. And we joke off and on about this alter ego you have when you come into the gym now, and it's like yes. that's my me time, and I go all in, and I just I love that there was a moment where the when you first came in to Rhapsody, mm-hmm. you were sitting on the sidelines and then you were like, oh no, yeah, this is for me. <laughs> this is my field. Yeah, once I started, I mean, once I had to just get started mm-hmm. and then it was like, hmm. and it was kind of that same thing. Yeah. Oh, I can do this. Oh, huh. Mm-hmm. Jump on a box. I remember that mm-hmm. it specifically. Yeah. We were doing a class and Owen was doing it and we were all trying to see how high we could jump. Yes, I remember this. And at that point, I was like, there's no way. Mm-hmm. So then I just kept adding things and adding things and adding like plates to the box till mm-hmm. it was as high as the, what is it, 22 the inch? 20, 20 inch. 20 inch. Yeah. 20, yeah. That's it. And I was, I jumped on it and I was like, holy shit. I just <laughs> jumped up in here. I'm like, woohoo. <laughs> It shocks you a little bit, though. <laughs> I like, like that's why I also love the, the fitness and CrossFit just in general, is because uh, as adults, like we don't get to learn a lot as we get older. Like we just a lot of times that's that when we're young, all of those learnings just happen back to back to back to back to back. But further along, they just get further and further apart. And so that's why I love CrossFit so much because I feel like you are always learning something new or always trying to improve on something. Mm-hmm. And you I get opportunity to impress yourself every once in a while. Totally. Which those, those moments become fewer and farther between, I think with age. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, you, you get a little bit of that coupled with some just childish wonder, right? Yeah. Because you get to come in and you're like, Oh, I, I can climb a rope mm-hmm. or I can jump higher than I could a year ago, yeah. which you know, those are just little wondrous things that we can do that, you know, to impress ourselves. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. So, okay. So now that we've, now we talked about our current, like the, the most recent past, let's go back into your, <laughs> let's go back way back into your past um, and talk about uh, both your childhood and leading up until you met Alice and all of that stuff. And it can be just like, Chat about, you know, your favorite memories of when you were a child, where you grew up, that sort of stuff. Sure. Um, well, I grew up in uh, running Pennsylvania. 
Reading? Yeah. Nice. And um, uh, uh, first of all, um, I get, I got to meet Griff. My buddy Griff. Griff? Yeah. yeah. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Griff? Yeah. Robert, okay, you have to go into that one. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Griffith. Yes, and, okay. Uh, he was a, a fantastic individual, mm-hmm. but um, um, but he, I, I don't know how to say that, but um, he was always there. He I was mean, your partner in yeah, crime, pretty yeah. much. Really? Yeah. 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 So you guys yeah. grew up together. Yeah. And, in Reading. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, um, Griff was a, um, I don't know, regular dude, you know. A regular he, dude. He, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, he got, um, uh, we got things that we were going racing. To work on racing, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and uh, and uh, um, and I won like I don't know twenty races. You did, mm-hmm. yeah, that's amazing. I had a like rolled uh, roll over. Oh, you had a rollover, yeah, like two and three of them. Mm. And I think, you know, I don't know. If, <laughs> That's for me. So, yeah. So, <laughs> that that doesn't have positive. staying power. So, so, so I, uh, um, I got to the, um, be a senior in college, and mm-hmm. I said, that isn't for me. Yeah. How long was? How long did you did you race from? Five, about five years. Five years. So mm-hmm. this was like through your entire college experience. Mm-hmm. Like end of high school into yeah. college. Mm-hmm. Cool, very cool. And then, um, uh, but um, I met Al Taznetti mm-hmm. um, growing up, and um, um, he was my hero. Wow, you know, he always used to say, "Drive slow," right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah, you especially that says that you say you do a whole section about him in your book yeah. and talking about that. Just in regards to life, I think that's incredibly and important. Really, I, I, I think I don't know what he actually meant. I mean, um, uh, drive so slow. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know whether he meant um, what uh, McKinley. What McKinley say? So when you and McKinley talked about that part of your life and your relationship with him, it, it really struck a chord with me just about, it seemed like he took you under his wing a bit. It was a little bit of like an adopted dad kind of, and and that was the dynamic and relationship y'all had. And so of the, the drive slow mantra, I think, the juxtaposition to the racing culture there. Mm-hmm. I, I always took it and understood it as he was telling you to just take it in and be present and kind of pace yourself in life, even though y'all met and developed a relationship in the racing culture, which is all about going fast. So it's mm-hmm. almost like, you know, the, the track is about life is fast, but then you get off the track and slow down take it in, take your time. And, and that's, could be it, you know? Yeah. I, um, but I never 
got to ask them why um, drive so what 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 do you you mean by that yeah you know well what um so you say that he was your hero yeah what what made him what him what made him rise to that level for you i don't know um my father died when i was about uh, 14 mm. just prior to that i met al Taznetti, mm-hmm. and i went up to him and i don't know what i said but um it was enough. <laughs> yeah. Something it worked. So then I met with him um, mm-hmm. like every week. Really? Thereafter. Uh, well, they were racing and running PA. Yeah. And, um, uh, and I got to go to Flemington, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I got to go to Nazareth, Pennsylvania. I got to go to Middletown, New York. Yeah. And, and that's what made me so close to him. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, um, you know, in that, that pivotal time in your life, I just think back in my own personal history of in that time when, you know, when you're 14 going into the end of high school, into college, I think that's really pivotal. And I, having those male role models in your life too, to help you just navigate that stuff is incredibly yeah. important. I had that when I was younger too. And I think um, it, when you have those male role models in your life that show you like how to do this life and how to be vulnerable and, and, but also be passionate about what you do and drive fast, but then also drive slow. You know, I think that's, I think that's really important in anybody's, in anybody's life and especially a, a a male, a man's life too, with a father figure too, you know? Yeah. Wow. That, that was cool. I mean, that was really cool. Yeah. Because um, from the age of 14 until um, he died, Mm. um, like, he was my hero. That's awesome. That is very cool. So you, so you start, you, you sort of started to move away from racing at the, uh, what, how old were you? Like 21. 21. And then you started, and that's when you, that's when you graduated college. Yeah. And then started your started adulting hashtag yep. adulting. Yeah, how did that go? Uh, it went. Um, <laughs> you know, it went um, weird because weird. <laughs> I, I I took a job. relatable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I took a job at Metro, Metropolitan Life. Metropolitan Life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think there ain't no way. <laughs> I can do this long. Yeah. So uh, uh, then I met Bill Nauer. Mm-hmm. Bill Nauer mm-hmm. was the love of my life. Mm. Um, Lynn Nauer. And uh, yeah. uh, Lynn Nauer has, uh, um, I don't know how she got me going to Bill, but uh, we were in the um, Dale Carnegie course together. Yeah, the Dale Carnegie. And yeah, he Carnegie, yeah. was the president of a company, ah. a really large company. Yeah. And I was like a lowlife. Like, <laughs> uh, and, and we came together mm-hmm. and uh, uh, 
I got to go with Bachman Pretzels. Wow. So, and, um, and that was it. I mean, uh, and he... And how had, long were you with that company? Hmm, maybe eight years. Eight years? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was your that was your job right after after college. Well, you did health, you did insurance, and you're like, oh hell no, and then you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you got into into the other company. Um, did you? So when did you? So you were there for eight years, and then you started to teach as well. You were doing sort of overlap, right? No, or, I, I didn't teach until um, 1996. Oh, okay. So between the time that you were at the at pretzels and then the yeah yeah man a lot has happened <laughs> yeah, you've really. done some things yeah, yeah. I've seen some things yeah. yeah you know i have um i was married mm-hmm. um to patty yeah and um my first son f- was adopted from um columbia really hmm? and then we had uh, another son, mm-hmm. and then the third son. <laughs> so all that was in four years. Right. Wait, three three sons in four years? Okay. Yeah. Very That that will change mm-hmm. your life. Just line yeah. them up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, and then um, uh, I went to work for um, Goodmark. Foods, mm-hmm. which is the Slim Jim Corporation. Oh, like, did you come up with that slogan? Like a snack and beer, Slim Jim. That's what we do. You know? No, but but I almost did. No, you did. No, Wait, okay, you have to tell me the story. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so um, I went in there as regional sales manager mm-hmm. for like several states mm-hmm. and then I got promoted okay to um, national sales manager really mm-hmm. and then I got promoted again to uh, marketing ah <clears throat> and then because marketing is the upper echelon that is really <laughs> <Yeah>. true <laughs> that is the standard so don't worry about that <laughs> so so uh um, I got to m- meet uh, Charlie Daniels, mm. the singer, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, we had a ball. That's awesome. But um, yeah, so but anyway, talk a little bit about what called you to teach and all that. Because if I understand, or if I remember the the kind of timing of it, mm-hmm. you're really at the peak of your career, right? You're you're the the marketing guy. And the snack food industry is just exploding, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And in all of that, you're called to teach. What? Um, th- that's interesting that you would say that. But um, I, I um, got with another company mm-hmm. um, called Acme Foods. Mm. It was in the meat snack biz. Gotcha. Um you like the meat snacks. Yeah, I, yeah. I did. That's I what really he did, did. yeah. Sarah Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean for that to be a sex joke, but... <laughs> Some cold water for this one over here. Jeez. 
<laughs> so anyway, I met uh, Dale Fassner Nelly, who taught um, at Lafayette and Lehigh University. Mm. And I said, man, I wanted to do this thing. You know, I wanted... Because um, I knew there are some people who think that teaching was all they could do. And I think that that is no way. So I, um, man, I uh, went to uh, Reading Area Community College to teach um, sales and marketing. And that's really how you kind of got started. Yeah. You know, just started kind of at the bottom, kind of like he worked his way through the meat snack industry up to being, you know, to his, to that job. Um, Just started at the um, community level and then community college level and then just kind of worked up. Yeah. And then I went to uh, Lebanon Valley and taught, um, um, taught marketing. And then again, I the upper to, echelon. Yeah. Just right up there. yeah, I like yeah. the theme, Jeffrey. I and, do. And, <laughs> and then I went to Elon uh, University, and I taught uh, marketing, uh, global marketing, um, like everything uh, marketing. And, and wow. Yeah. So we're getting, we're, we're kind of coming up on a big crescendo point in your life. And I know, you know, this, this is the most, this is just such an incredible part of your story. And so I definitely want you to tell it where, you know, the, the scene is you're essentially teed up for a promotion opportunity. And then on the other side, you get an offer to be a full-time professor mm. and the scene is you're weighing these two, you know, the path diverged in the woods, right? And you're at the the kind of, cul- like the deadline, you have seven days to make this decision. You're coming down to the wire on the deadline of like, I either have to choose to stay in this industry and can continue growing my career there, or I'm going to pivot and I'm going to become a full-time professor, and then what happens? Uh, and then I had a stroke. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, uh, the um, professorship was, you know, a keen deal. But my marketing things are... It seemed like a head versus heart yeah. argument that it, you were it, having. Th- that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And uh, I said, I, uh, I can't do it. Uh, and I was going to go tell, um, what do you call it? The, the university. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that's when I had a stroke. Wow. Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember it? Um, you remember it vividly, Alice. <laughs> I'm like, it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Alice is like, yes, uh, yeah, yes, I do. Yeah. I mean, we talked about, we've talked about this moment a lot and I, and we've done a few things about it or on it. Um, and of course the book also talks about it as well. Um, what, what, uh, uh, it's such a pivotal point in someone's life. And so, you know, especially with your, you, your relationship, um, how, how did you navigate it in that, in those first uh, official times? Like just give us a background of exactly what happened, just a quick summary of it. And then, you know, 
the going forward aspect of, be, of it. Um, so, well, he went in to have a procedure done because mm-hmm. um, they thought he might have a blockage in his heart. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay. So I was at home. He called me, told me they were going to do it at 4 o'clock. I said, all right. So I got ready. I said, we'll go out to dinner after. I had no idea what the procedure, like what any of it was. Right. So, yeah. so I got changed. I was getting ready to go to dinner. Mm-hmm. I got to the hospital and I got a phone call from them and they're like, where are you? And I'm like, I'm in the parking lot. Why? Yeah. Like, and they said, well, your husband just had a stroke. You need to come in right away. And I was like, uh, uh, uh okay. <laughs> so, I mean, and that's kind of how yeah. I found out. And I was still not like, like what? processing any of it. It mm-hmm. didn't resonate at all. Like just didn't until I walked in and the lady was like, pretty much grabbed my hand and like ran through the hallway and we got up into the room and Jeff was in a bed and there were like 20 people standing there. And I was mm. just like, what is going Jeff's on? Like, I don't remember right about <laughs> he, he didn't. I mean, he was just laying there and he just like rolled his eyes and looked over at me. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is not good. Yeah. Um, so then they gave him, is it TCP? Mm-hmm. The, you know, to clear up the clot to get rid of it. And it was stuck. I mean, it was stuck in his brain. So they actually had to do the balloon procedure where they go back in through the groin up into his brain and yeah. um yeah. Wow. and grab yeah. the piece of plaque and pull it out. Um what? Yeah. Yeah. And I was by myself. They were literally playing doctor on you. Oh my god, I was horrified. I <laughs> yeah. mean, I was so scared. Yeah. And then they tried to open up the arteries again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that didn't really do too much. Um and then it was just a waiting game. Right. In ICU. Wow. So, I mean, it was... How long, how, long was the, how long was that period of time before he came out of ICU? Um, he started... I think he was, he was intubated, um, and they kept him pretty sedated. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, like, for two days, mm. three days. Yeah, maybe. And then he just started... You could see, like, he started moving his left hand and his yeah. fingers and all that kind of stuff. So you were in ICU, I think, for... It was five days. Till he finally, <laughs> yeah. Um, till they got the the tube out, and he was able to and breathe on his own, and you know, eat and do all that stuff. And after so. after the, or once the recovery sort of started, that's when you started to find out about aphasia yeah. and mm-hmm. and what had happened there. Yeah. Um, and I, the thing that I loved m- most about hearing about your story is the way that you approached the recovery that there were the the recommended and designated things that that they told you to do but then you were like well okay we can do so much more yeah, yeah. well and i think before we go there can we just talk a little bit for layman's of what aphasia is totally. because we yeah. are we talk about it a lot in in our little bubble but it's really a relatively unknown and an, an unknown condition um, that is now getting a lot more attention because it's something Bruce Willis is struggling with. Yeah. Um, so just tell us a little bit about. I'll show up. So aphasia is um, when you, and it can be a combination and it affects people different ways. So with Jeff, he has very, a very hard time speaking. 
Like he knows what he wants to say. Mm-hmm. And it's not a loss of intelligence. That is the one thing that frustrates yeah. me so much mm. that people think that, oh, he had a stroke and he can't talk. So he, his brain's gone. What a shame. Like, I've had people say that to me. It's definitely not gone. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so the intelligence is there. It's mm-hmm. just that they can't communicate the yeah. way that they used to be able to. Like the mechanics aren't right. fully operating. Right. Yeah. You know, so like I know one lady that all she does is count, but yeah. she knows what she wants to say, but she says it through counting. Yeah. And you can figure it out. But she has to count because mm-hmm. that's where her brain goes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Jeff has a hard time um, saying exactly what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll just have a hard time articulating that. Um, it affects people's reading. Like Jeff can't read very mm. well. He can now. But not that he can. It takes him a very long time yeah. to read something and to comprehend it. Yeah. Um, so you can't read. Um, and with that, some people can't write. Um, like they can't put down on paper what they're thinking. You know, luckily for Jeff, he can, Mm. um, but he misses little words. So he misses all of like the word like at or the, or a, or, Mm. you know, he'll miss those little words. Those don't really matter. For the most part, he gets his, you know, he gets the point Yeah, you get the the main points across. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're the same as me. You're like, well, if I screwed it up, it's all, you got what I said. Well, and I just, you know, I, that part of your story touched me on so many levels, but I think especially, although we were, we we're and are in very different types of marketing spheres, just understanding and appreciating communication is queen. And Mm -hmm. so to go from a space where that was your, that was your superpower Mm. to all of a sudden dead. Yeah. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, um, boy, um, I, it was maybe two, two and a half years until um, I can uh, speak and, and um, really um, everybody knows what I was saying. Alice, she knew what I was saying. Um, um, BJ and um, Trevor and Justin, they know what I was saying, mm-hmm. but everybody else didn't. Right, you know? and that uh, was two and a half or two and a half to three years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a long time. Yeah. And and I think another thing that's so remarkable about that, just to set the stage, is that my understanding is that you really, after the onset of aphasia, there's kind of this year runway, and any any anything you're gonna get back, you're yeah. likely gonna get back in that year. Yeah, but. <laughs> you you weren't accepting those terms. No, no, I, no, I wasn't. You know, <laughs> well, I mean, I I would even say in the last three years that yeah. I've that we've been working together and been friends, like there's night and day difference yeah. in a lot of things that that I that we've seen. You, you know, there is, and I I think it was the exercising mm-hmm. and and uh, um, you brought me out of. Th- some things I was um, I was always fearful of. Mm. You and Mesa brought me out really. And um, um, and now I'm um, 
running circles around the rest of us. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Making us look bad, Jeff. <laughs> no. But really, um, I, I think it was you and Mason and Katie Murphy. Katie, Murphy. yeah. Yeah. And um, there was this um, this girl, Rebecca. Um, she taught me how to um, put my thoughts together mm-hmm. and speak. Wow. And, and uh, so I became a speaker. Wow. You know, so. Yeah. Well, and I think there's something to be said. You know, you think about everyone wants to compartmentalize rehabilitation. Mm. They want to car- compartmentalize speech. And then they want to talk about um, the physical aspect of it. And then, you know, the, the fine motor skills part of it. But I think it all fits together. Mm. And I, mm-hmm. I've kind of seen that with Jeff's recovery. And it's kind of like a light bulb went on. Um, so when he was only doing speech, mm. I mean, yeah, he would, he would get it back and it would be okay. But he was only talking to like me and to maybe a couple other people. But when he started doing the CrossFit, mm-hmm. working with yeah. Mesa and then doing CrossFit, now he's in with, first of all, he has to think about what he's doing. Yep. Right. And it, it takes really. someone with aphasia, it takes them 10 times the brain power to do something than you or I. Mm-hmm. Like we can just say, oh, I'm going to pick up that pencil and we do it. Right. His brain doesn't work that way. No. It's like, okay, I want to pick up that pencil. So now I have to reach yeah. my hand down, open my fingers, clamp around that pencil, pick it up, you mm-hmm. know, it's that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, first of all, learning and listening and doing the movements, his brain has to think about all that. Um, and now he's interacting with people mm-hmm. who are all talking to him and right. he's got to talk back to them. Yeah. So I think that <laughs> and I force all, that. <laughs> I just think that all fits together. It's all of one big piece. It's not an individual thing yeah you know and I just think that's so important too yeah I always talk about uh reducing that lead time right like I'm trying to reduce the time that your brain thinks about doing something and actually doing it and with that has progressively and I've seen it progressively get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter and then once I see it close we move on to something else yeah (laughs) so this, this Sunday he um he taught me how to um catch a ball this uh, with my left hand I was doing great Mm -hmm. my right hand I was doing horrible (laughs) not horrible but yeah uh, horrible (laughs) (laughs) well we just standing there and I got a lacrosse ball out a a small lacrosse ball so it wasn't big it was a small lacrosse ball and I said just stand about five feet away and I would bounce it to him and I would say catch it and I would tell him which arm to catch it with or hand to catch it with yeah. But it's that sort of stuff that, you know, that they may not do in recovery or they may not they even don't. think about doing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that mm-hmm. stuff that's, mm-hmm. that I've seen over time. Just your, if your brain can get fat, and it's with anybody, it's with mm-hmm. me. If my brain gets faster at comprehending things, you will get fitter in all aspects of your life, I think. So, you know, it's just, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It makes, it, it's, yeah. he's like, I do too, Alan. Oh, <laughs> Good time. Well, I think that was something that was so remarkable about y'all's story together as partners Mm. is that, you know, you had this road to recovery ahead of you and, you know, it really 
seemed like just from the offset, you decided like, I'm not going to be done here. Mm. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get it back and I'm going to live my life to the fullest. Mm. And that, that sounded and seemed like a decision that Jeff, not only you made, but y'all made together really right at the offset. And then thus begins this, you know, seven plus year embark into into recoveries and therapies and support and experts. Mm. And y'all really were creative and thought outside the box on. She didn't. No, she didn't. Mm. <laughs> no, she really didn't. Yeah. Well, and the first thing that someone said to me was, well, you know, he'll hmm. really only get to be, he won't really get much better than this. Like this is about it for him. Mm. Well, yeah. Tell this rockhead. But that's as far as he's going to go. I'm like, hell no. You tell him that. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, that's not happening. Right. Um, But, you know, Jeff's ultimate goal was to teach again. Mm. So I was like, okay, let's go. So every time we would get to a point where it just didn't seem like he was moving ahead, he kind of had fits and starts. And Mm. I had someone explain it to me that he'll plateau and he'll kind of hit a wall. And you're going to have to climb over that wall to get to the next plateau. And that's how he'll recover. And thank goodness he told me that because I would see him hit a wall Mm -hmm. and it would just be like, okay, we need to pivot. And thank you so much for what you did. This is not personal, but we've got to move on. Mm -hmm. And then we would move on to something else. Right. You know, so. Yeah. um, I've even seen that with you. Really? At the Yeah. There have been moments where like we get to a point where we're like, okay, what's next? And then we, we do that either literally climb over a wall or we've pivoted and been like, okay, great. We've gotten to a point where that is, you are, you have mastered that uh, skill. Okay. Let's move and let's increase the intensity or, yeah. or difficulty because that's, you know, again, I'm the same way. I feel like the, in my head, I, I'm always looking in every aspect of my life, how to do that. I'm like, when it starts to get easy or complacent, yeah. let's move forward, yeah. Yeah. you know? So, Jeff, what are the next steps? Like, I, you know, I, I don't know. I think um, I will go um, um, speak a little bit mm. with um, uh, with my uh, phasia, you know? Um, uh, but I don't know yet. Yeah, I think there's, I think there's real um, possibility there because I think that's like we were talking about you know, not very many people know what that is. Um, and when you bring awareness to that, I think that's incredibly yeah. important. And, and you know, it's funny. Um, two million people have aphasia. Really? Yeah. And only 20 of us can speak. Really? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's like a, you're like a diamond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we knew that. Yeah, but we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> this is not new. And I think it's also important to note that Jeff, you did just write yes. a book. Yeah. And that did just launch. So yeah. it's not like you're sitting back here twiddling your thumbs oh, no. like the man just wrote a book. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that just <laughs> dropped, right? So that was and that was quite an, an undertaking. We worked at that for oh, man. two years. I mean, there was a pandemic in between there, so yeah. that, you know, oh, that. <laughs> got oh, that in the thing. way yeah. of some some progress yeah, on that really. front. But that but, was a, quite a project, yeah. and it was, yeah, it was it, really important to get your story out there. And, and yeah, but you know, you and McKinley 
really did a phenomenal job. Oh, it was our you really privilege did. and pleasure. Yeah. yeah, you did. It really was. And they can and people can pick up that book on Amazon or mm-hmm. uh, where they else? Um, they can also come to Rhapsody. They can get it at Rhapsody. Yeah. <laughs> they can get it at Rhapsody for sure. It's at our front desk. Right. Um, Barnes and Noble. Um, Google, yeah, any anywhere really. And what's your book called, Jeffrey? N- Never give up. That's Never right. Aptly <laughs> named. I love Aptly that. Named. I love that. Yeah. Well, this has been a real pleasure having both of you here. This is awesome. I'm so happy. Hey, thank yeah, you, you too. Much. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I know. That was that yeah. was like some vanilla ice cream after a spicy meal. Yeah, <laughs> after a spicy meal. Yeah. Yeah. Is Jeffrey the spicy meal or is Alice <laughs> the spicy meal? I think Alice is the spicy meal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many amazing takeaways from that episode. I oh. think um, just one going back into Jeffrey's life and and seeing the many different lives that he's lived. Uh, you know, this is this equates to the same conversation I had with my grandma or my grandpa back when I was, you know, 13 years old. And he was telling me that, Alan, you're going to live so many different lives in one lifetime. And it's just so cool to hear how a person, both Alice and Jeffrey, reinvent themselves time and time again. And don't, uh, don't give in to those people that say, oh, well, this is about, this is going to be it. Right. I'm like. And to me, I, I just think they're a prime example of a team effort. Totally. Really life partners. um, And that's just always so special to see and to experience and be even just a small part of their big story. Yeah. Um, And excited to see what those two crazy kids do next. I know. I know. It's always, and you'll always feel it too when you're around them. You just feel so supported and loved no matter what, which is pretty cool. And just shower us in it. Just shower it. Yeah. Well, awesome. All right, guys. So please click uh, follow or subscribe and give us that five-star review. And you can engage with us on Instagram at Rhapsody Radio Show or email us at info at RhapsodyRadio.com. We will see you guys later. Bye, guys. Until next time. Bye. Bye.